0: Philippians 2, verses 12 through 18. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. And then I will be able to boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor in vain. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we continue in our study and series in Philippians, we're coming to the end of Paul's first stream of thought in this letter. We began by looking at Paul's encouraging word to the Philippians for them to allow God to continue working in their lives. Paul wanted this first church of his to continue growing and maturing in their walk with Christ. We then heard Paul encouraging the Philippians to have a new perspective. A life in Christ enables us to see things differently. Just as Paul saw his imprisonment for his faith as an opportunity to spread the gospel, we're called to see our problems as possibilities. We're to have the eyes of God and God sees things completely different than the way the world does. Last week we talked about humility. We're to have the mindset of Christ, and the mindset of Christ was one of humility. Christ, who was and is God, humbled himself to become a human and humbled himself even further to death on the cross. Yet in that humility, Christ was exalted. He was lifted up to the name that is above all names. And it's with that thought of humility that our scripture picks up this morning. Verse 12 begins, Therefore, my dear friends... Now, whenever you read a a therefore in Scripture, or really anywhere, you want to go back and you want to find out the reasons why it's therefore. When you see a therefore, you go back, find out why it's therefore. And so again, Paul just told the Philippians and us to have the same mindset of Christ, that mindset of humility. It was thinking of others above yourself. It was doing nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. It was being like-minded and having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. So given all those things, therefore, given that we should all live a life of humility, here is what we are to do. Paul goes on to say, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Paul again reminds and encourages the church to allow God to grow them, to mature them, and to allow God's grace to continue to work in their lives. And when Paul says fear and trembling, Paul isn't talking about being scared or afraid. He's saying to them and us that we should have the proper respect and honor towards God as God works in our lives. It is God doing the work. And we should, again, not think too highly of ourselves, but we should give God the proper respect and honor that is due him fear and trembling. And then Paul continues do everything without grumbling and arguing. Again, if we're living a life of humility like Christ, then this should naturally flow out of that life. Grumbling and arguing aren't markers of a life of humility. They are markers of a self-centered, self-focused life. But Paul says, Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Now, what's really fascinating here is that Paul is reworking or repurposing a verse from, uh, of Old Testament Scripture. In Deuteronomy 32, five. Paul sings this song about the Israelites in the desert. They are corrupt and not his children. To their shame they are a warped and crooked generation. Besides the fact of this song being quite the downer of a song, Moses was calling out the Israelites. One of the reasons Moses was doing this because of the people's tendency to grumble and argue. They would murmur and complain and argue throughout their wilderness experience. We just looked at the Israelites' time in the wilderness. Over and over and over again, the people would murmur and complain and argue with and at Moses about their living conditions. Oftentimes, they longed to go back to Egypt where they were slaves. And so here in Philippians, Paul is looking back over history. And Paul is urging the Philippians to live lives of humility, lives that are not focused on themselves. Paul urges them to live lives that don't resemble the lives of those Israelites. Those Israelites in the wilderness where they complained and they murmured and they argued with Moses and with God. Instead, in humility, Paul wants these readers, which includes you and me, To be blameless and pure in the eyes of God so that indeed we can be seen as children of God. One way to do that is by doing everything without grumbling and arguing. And I want to point something out here. Paul is not focused on the individual here. Paul's focused on the community. We have a tendency to read Scripture simply as individuals focused only on what we need from Scripture, but most of these letters were written to whole faith communities. And so Paul's concerned about the whole faith community in Philippi, and the act of not grumbling or arguing about everything has an effect on the whole church, the whole faith community, which in turns has an effect on the whole community around them, especially non-believers. And it's here where I want to camp out a little bit this morning. Paul goes on to say about doing everything without grumbling or arguing, which is a result of living a life of humility like Christ. Paul writes, Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. Paul knew that our willingness to live a life of humility, which means we obey God and follow Christ, has an impact on the world around us. Just like the stars that light up this night sky and they change how and what we can see at night, our lives that follow the example of Christ help others to see in the dark. Our lives lived in humility help others to navigate this world. Here's what I want you to remember this morning. Uh, Maybe you need to write it down or, or put it in the Bible app or wherever. Here it is. What we believe is revealed by the way we behave. And the way we behave is a revelation to others of what we believe." I'm going to say that again. I know that was a lot. What we believe is revealed by the way we behave. And the way we behave is a revelation to others of what we believe. I mean, this isn't some new thought or anything. It is woven throughout our lives. Our actions reflect what we believe, and that reflection is seen by others. Whether we realize it or not, people are watching us, and they see our actions. And so we may say we believe something, but if our actions are saying something else, people are going to believe our actions over our words. So it's important that our words and our actions match what we believe, because people are watching our actions to see what we believe. Again, Paul says that if we live a life of humility and do everything without grumbling and arguing, especially a selfless and other-focused life, then we will shine like stars in the sky. We're called to be a light. And this isn't new. Jesus said in John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world, and when we hold on to him, or as Paul says, as you hold firmly to the word of life, as we hold on to Christ, allowing Christ to work in us, we become a light to the world. We become like stars in the sky to those around us. What we believe is revealed by the way we behave, and the way we behave is a revelation to others of what we believe. We become a light to others in a dark world. So let me ask you, what is the purpose of light? I'm sure you could think of a few, but I have five purposes of light that I want to share with you real quick. The purpose of light is to reveal, guide, warn, cheer, and safeguard. And I want to propose that our actions that are, again, led by the example of humility we see in Christ, that our actions should reflect to others the way light reflects to the world. Our light, our lives, should reveal the glory of Christ to others. Our lives should guide others towards faith in Christ. Our lives should warn others to the impending danger if they do not turn to Christ. I believe our lives should cheer up the world we live in and spread joy. This world desperately needs more joy in it. And our lives and our actions, based on the life of humility, should bring joy to this world. And finally, our lives should create a safe place for others to begin to trust Christ. Just like light, our lives should safeguard others so they know that they can come to find uh, in us a safe place to ask questions and to figure this faith thing out. Our lives and our actions should reveal, guide, warn, cheer, and safeguard people to Christ. I want to share with you a picture I took a few weeks ago. Kristen and I had some awesome friends in Tifton agree to take our kids for a, about a week, and, and that was a blessing. gave us an opportunity to go away to the beach, to Sanibel Island, Florida. If you haven't been, you need to go, but you might want to wait a while due to COVID. We practice as much social distancing as you could on our trip, but I, I just wouldn't go to Florida right now. But, anyways, on our last night there, we spent the, the day lazing around in the rental, rental property that we had uh, uh, that, while storms rolled through during the day. But that evening, the storms were gone, and we went to the beach to see the sunset. Now, when I tell you I have never seen a sunset like this before, I mean it. And this picture doesn't do it justice. But it was just beautiful to sit. And to watch as the sun falls down behind the ocean. And Chris and I just sat there in awe. It was amazing. And I can't help but think about how that's what it should be like for others when they see me. Just as that sunset filled Chris and I with awe and amazement, our actions, our lives should fill others with awe and amazement about Jesus. Just as I couldn't keep my eyes off of that sunset, other people, especially non-believers, should have a hard time looking away from our lives without seeing Jesus. We are called to be a light like stars in the night sky to a world that is walking in darkness. This world needs direction. It needs guidance. It needs warnings. And it certainly needs cheering up. And while Jesus is the only one that can do that fully, we are called through our humble actions to reflect Christ all around us. Again, what we believe is revealed by the way we behave. And the way we behave is a revelation to others of what we believe. So how can your life be a guide for others to Jesus? How can your life and your actions reveal Christ to those around you? In what ways can your life and your behavior cheer up a world that desperately needs cheering up? God has placed each one of us in unique situations and circumstances that only you can shine a light on. Does your behavior reflect your belief that Christ is the light of your life, and are you reflecting that light to those around you? As the children's song goes, This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Remember to let your light shine for those around you to see. And remember, I love you, God loves you. Amen.